0: Hello, History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy, I'm the Comic Book Hunter, also known as Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 59. Welcome. If you're new here, A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic books themselves, comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games. You name it, we probably talk about it. The way we typically go across the episode is we start with the news of the week. We go over uh, whatever news is happening in the world of comic books. Then we shift to the comics of the week where we give a quick review, uh, overview, review, and rating. And then uh, we sometimes do a character of the week, although we haven't done one in a few weeks.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Forgot podcast, about that. We
0: also occasionally get interviews, which we uh, like to do, and hopefully we'll get more of in the future. But
1: check out uh, our Lewis Scott Lobdell interview <laughs> Scott Lopdell and Joshua three Williamson. episodes ago, maybe two. He spoils a lot of uh, Flash Forward, (laughs) so if you don't like Wally Was, spoilers, Uh, watch it anyways. But
0: this week, week we're doing something different on the podcast. Uh, So this week was not heavy in news. The only news we really had was that a Titans trailer came out for season two. So uh, Hunter brought up this new segment to me where we look back at a comic book run, and we go over uh, segments of it, and go over things that we would change or do differently while still trying to keep the story similar. So like, uh, for example, you're not changing the entire story. You're still taking the elements of the story, but just changing little pieces here and there to try to make it better. And of course, what else will we start with? But Tom King's Batman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Tom King's Batman run is kind of highly controversial. Some people love it or super passionate about it, about it. Some people absolutely despise it. So, we're kind of in the middle. Uh, it Depends on the arc, I guess. Sometimes we're on one side, yeah. sometimes we're on the other. But Tom King's run, definitely controversial. It's made sales drop big time as of recently. Uh, to the point where DC has let him off. This is He's currently doing City of Bane, which I believe is his last arc. He was originally supposed to have 107 issues, I think. Around there. Now he's only having 85. Because, uh, I guess the story got bad. We're going to go over his entire run starting from 2016 we're gonna get gonna give a little overview of the run and say why it failed and what we could do differently to make it better currently there are 76 issues 76 came out this week so we'll review that when we get there but I guess we'll start at the very beginning before Tom Kane was announced to be on the book we had Scott Snyder who had what is a lot of people consider the best Batman run of all time like there weren't really any flaws and he had the, he's title from like 2011 to 2016 yeah 2015 2016 i think it's 2016 because in may 2016 new 52 ended and tom king was on the book granted uh batman also changed to being bi-weekly instead of monthly so scott snyder's run despite it being like five years long he only had 52 issues while tom king currently only being on the run for three years has had 76 so far. So, yeah. Uh, Scott faster. Snyder's run
0: is pretty popular with most modern fans. uh Really, my biggest problem with it is when uh Gordon is Batman. Just that whole arc, whole idea didn't really work for me, but I like it how I it think ended with the whole He was Mr. Bloom executed stuff.
1: Like,
0: well. That arc. I don't know. It, I mean, maybe I have to reread it because it's been a while, but I remember not really being crazy about it. But. Yeah, that's for The villain was cool, Mr. Bloom. But yeah. I mean, No, Mr. Bloom was awesome, but I wasn't a big fan of Jim is Batman. But that's not the point. We're not on New 52. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty popular run, and then Tom King's run is, like Hunter said, it's popular with some fans. It's controversial with others, but uh, it's definitely a topic of conversation. But I actually don't think the sales are that bad. I mean, maybe they're down from where the New 52 Batman was. I'm not really sure on that. But uh, I actually watched an interview with Tom King where he talked about how Batman is the best-selling book every uh, every time it comes out at DC, and that's why they wanted him to continue uh, so that's why they moved him to the Bat Cat because they knew it was still going to sell well, and then they could still keep Batman bi-weekly because Tom wouldn't have been able to keep it bi-weekly. But DC wants to keep it bi-weekly because of sales. So it, it's not it, it does sell well. It's just I don't know maybe compared to the New 52 if it sells less. I know people have been turned off to King's Run, but it still does numbers because Batman. Batman will always do numbers.
1: Yeah, that's true, but it's not like doing numbers as it used to. Like, it's definitely yeah. down, like, if you compare even, like, the start of King's Run or halfway through King's Run to today, it's a lot lower. It's yeah. ever since number 50 happened, and we'll get to number 50, because that was... Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll start off when Tom King started his run. His first arc is called I Am Gotham. It features uh, two new characters called Gotham and Gotham Girl. Super original. Uh... they basically have superman level powers except slightly stronger than superman the problem is when they use their powers it slowly kills them and gotham gotham girl are brother and sister they work together they wear blue and gray uniforms and they want to be gotham's next defenders batman is just a guy but they have powers problem is they're kind of on a time limit here since they're dying so what did you think of this arc
0: Um, I think it's a good arc. I think it's a really interesting idea because when I I remember when it was first announced back when uh, Rebirth first started, I was like two superpowered like Superman type people in Gotham snore. But I thought um, having them uh, weakened by their own powers is interesting. Um, I guess really my only drawback with them is that they were a little too overpowered. Like uh, I believe Gotham takes on the league and like beats them, which I'm like, all right, that's a little overdone. He barely beats them. Yeah, but I mean, he was still able to defeat the Justice League, which is like a pretty big feat. So I think they were a little overpowered, but I still think it was a pretty interesting arc and something, uh, a good mashup, like a good uh, changing ideas.
1: Yeah, this arc, it's definitely different than Snyder's, but it starts off with like a plane crash, uh, Batman being able to like steer a plane using grappling gun and some tech. It's really cool. Good thing about this arc that a lot of comics don't have nowadays is it has humor and good humor (laughs) at that. There's a scene where uh, Alfred has to address this Batman, get in the Batmobile, and kind of crash into Gotham. Because Batman's on the other side of the city, and he's making his way over, but it's going to be like four minutes. But Alfred was nearby. So Alfred basically crashes into Gotham, gets out of the Batmobile, and Gotham's like, You're not Batman, who are you? And he just says, I am the knight. And then Batman radios in Alfred, like, Alfred, I'm here. And he, Alfred just says, Thank God. He turns around and runs away and then batman comes to kiss gotham in the face and it's it's a funny scene it's one of my favorite alfred scenes and i feel like king's run definitely doesn't have any humor anymore <laughs> yeah it's, it's
0: definitely become darker but i think that's part of the point of the storytelling but that yeah, is the uh, point this, yeah this yeah this did have uh this is one of his better uh i'd say it's probably in his top five stories it's, it's definitely good. It's a good batman story um so, what would you change? Anything that you would change from that arc? Or? I
1: think this arc, I'd just do what you say. Make the Gotham and Gotham girl just slightly underpowered. Like, this arc's good. Yeah, y- y- yeah, just like a little
0: less. I mean, they, were, they have to be powerful, obviously, to you know drain their powers. But I-, I just think it was like a little too much. Like, when they took on the League, I was like, alright. Yeah, don't ridiculous.
1: have the League come. Maybe have, like, Superman come. If they could take on Superman, that's yeah. fine. But taking on Superman... With Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg, all with them. Like, that's a little. uh, But one powerful hero like Superman or Wonder Woman, that's fine.
0: Yeah, two on one. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, besides that, a little overpowered. After that. Yeah, but
0: overall, I like it. But the next story is uh, I Am Suicide, which is. This is one that I don't remember great, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was trying to get Psycho Pirate to cure the mentally damaged gotham girl right like uh yeah gotham
1: was, like, dies right at the end of uh gotham. i am gotham yeah and because he uses powers too much and i ended up killing him but gotham girl she gets like super depressed over this and the only way to cure her is with psycho pirate who's currently in a prison i can't remember what prison it was it wasn't uh, uh it wasn't it was the right like
0: santa something it wasn't like uh what was it called i don't even remember but it's a person oh, on an island <laughs> i gotta fact check that uh i'll look it up in the meantime but yeah uh this story was okay uh i mean I, I don't know obviously it wasn't that memorable because i'm having trouble remembering it but i don't remember it being bad uh
1: it's basically batman forms his own well, king described it as batman's own suicide squad so he gets villains to help him uh hmm. i believe bronze tiger is one of them uh there's two twins that are like Based on cards, I believe yeah. there is tranquil or ventriloquist. Ventriloquist, he's yeah. on them. Um, yeah, it's basically they'll have a minor role, and by doing this, their prison sentence gets basically not. They won't be in prison for life. They'll be in prison for like twenty years. Instead. Yeah, gets reduced. Yeah, yeah. So they end up do- doing it. They help Batman, and this actually reveals first reveal of King's main villain, which is Bane, and also the main. Uh, Another main character, I guess, would be Catwoman. I feel like King's Run is like three parts. Part one is Catwoman, part two is Batman, part three is Bane. So part one is Catwoman, and he, she wasn't in the first arc, but she's in the second arc, and this is where she's introduced, and there, oh, she was also on Batman Suicide Squad. That's right, because she was in yeah. prison because she killed like three, 1,300 people, but that wasn't true. She was just, she was framed. So she's in mm-hmm. prison now, and Batman's like, I know you didn't do it, but I need your help so selena's just like i don't have anything better to do so okay and I remember she almost yeah. kills bane here She slits, she like sliced, slices his neck
0: yeah this was like the early teases of bane like this is how you knew he was gonna be playing a big role in kings like this one in the next story obviously
1: great arc uh a lot of people question why bane had no clothes the entire arc <laughs> and he also yeah. uh he broke batman's back but it was only for like an issue so there was like oh there's a reference to Nightfall. But it was seemed yeah. more like a reference than a plot point because Batman was able to fix this back of like within a few pages at the start of the next issue. Yeah, he so. just had Alfred like crack it out for him. He's like, All right, I'm ready to go." <laughs> yeah, basically. I think he cracked it in a cell if I can remember correctly. Well, it's a yeah. forgettable arc, but I don't remember it being bad. <laughs> yeah no I don't really like that's the
0: thing it's not that memorable but I don't remember for any bad things so that's a good sign so I'll put it in my pretty good category like I remember enjoying it it's also the first one with the uh, Mikel Janine art if I'm not mistaken which he's been playing a much bigger part in now Batman stories but I think that yes. was the first one that he worked with, with King but anyway uh, pretty good story the next one uh, that follows that is I Am Bane the the three I Am's uh, this one had art by David Finch if I'm not mistaken yep, which was, it was really good art
1: yeah, I think it's Fincher, but yeah, oh, okay. I, I think I could be wrong. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's anyway, gr- this
0: is this is a story where Bane attacks Gotham City, and uh, it's like, if I'm not mistaken, it's like only over the course of like a five day story or like a week, maybe. Yeah, like,
1: it's it, very self contained, but it's good. Um, it has a little weird moments. Like right off the bat, it starts with a fun little, uh, I guess. Four page story of uh, Batman with Duke Thomas, Dick Grayson, for oh, rest in peace, Jason oh, Todd, yeah. Tim yeah. Drake, and, uh, or not Tim right? Drake, the fast food joint. Yeah, 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 Damien was there and they're at a fast food restaurant and Duke's like questioning why Bruce has to use a fork and knife at a burger yeah. place and I think the first I don't know, this wasn't the first Kite Man reference, but there's a lot of Kite Man references in this. Um, they talk about yeah. how all the Robins have died, and Duke's like, I haven't died yet. He's like, well, you're not a Robin, so you don't have anything to worry about. So it was a fun yeah. interaction of characters that need to interact a lot more than they already do. So that was nice. But then Bing comes to Gotham, and Hal breaks loose. And he ends up, within the first issue, hanging the Robins in the Batcave. Remember that? Yeah. And it's like, oh god, those are probably fake bodies, because you can't just kill the robins. Turns out they weren't fake bodies. The robins were actually hung, but due to Kryptonian technology, they were okay, which is like, huh? So you could just, like, save everyone that was hung? It was like power for the, or
0: uh, saving them for the sake of the plot, and it was kind of just like, huh? Like, what what just happened there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, don't have them hung. Have them get hugely injured or something, but it just didn't make sense that they were dead for so long, but they were able to go to Antarctica and get healed in no time, basically. But This was also King's way of being like, the Bat family's not in this arc. It's just Batman versus Bane, that's it. Yeah. Because, like, Duke Thomas was also held hostage. So it was Catwoman, Jim Gordon, and someone else. Oh, Bronze Tiger. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has a cool fight scene in the sewer. Uh, Bane versus Batman. And by the end, Batman there's says... There's a dialogue in that fight if i'm not
0: mistaken bane is yeah, a good quote
1: yeah. yeah he was saying that like how he's conquered things how he has like a life goal that he's always stretching towards and he also reveals they know batman's identity because he calls him a billionaire playing playing dress up yeah, like
0: a rich boy playing chess or something like that
1: yeah and then batman gets up and says like every damn night i hear like i'm gonna kill you batman you're gonna die batman and i'm still here so it's got a good conversation between the two as they fight Batman ends up winning, Bane's gets sent to Arkham Asylum, and what do you think of the arc? Uh, I think it's solid. Not as
0: good as the first two, but it's still pretty good. Especially when you look forward to King's run, what's comes. (laughs) But uh, I I think it's pretty enjoyable overall.
1: I think it's his best arc, maybe. Well, maybe not his best arc, but I think it's the best out of the three first ones. I thought the second one was kind of meh. I feel like it didn't need to happen. Uh, I Am Gotham was good, but I think I Am Bane is really good. Interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like I prefer I Am Gotham and I Am Bane, but again, I'll have to reread
0: it because it's been a few, like, you know, two years now. So, i fresh my mind, but yeah. Um, the next story is uh, Rooftops, which is a Batman and Catwoman heavy story, obviously by the name.
1: Was mm-hmm. um, that the next story is, or was it Button?
0: No, Rooftops comes first because that's in like the late teens and then Button starts in like 21 and 22. Oh, so. okay. Okay. Yeah. Rooftops yeah, is was, two I, issues. I just had to look that up real quick to make sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure the rooftops came first.
1: Okay. Well, Rooftop is uh, two issues. Yeah, it's, it's only a two-issue story. It's just Batman and Catwoman on rooftops at night. Yeah. And the entire time, they're just fighting like sealess villains. This is the first appearance of Kite Man, hell yeah, which is uh, King's probably laughs very loudly every time he writes that <laughs> it's, like his
0: run, it's like his running gag which he finds hilarious and the rest of us is just kind of just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's Kite man. <laughs> Um Catwoman and Batman they basically just fight people on roofs they have a conversation about how they're together they're not together who are they really uh, Catwoman wants to be with Bruce Bruce says he wants to be with her but he wants to be more than just Batman and Catwoman meeting each other kissing a knight he wants to like, be in a relationship, and she's like, I kind of agree. But then Bruce takes it a little far. <laughs> At the end of the issue, we get the iconic, one of the most iconic moments in modern age Batman. One of the most. Uh, where he just gets on one knee on top of a roof and says, Will you, or he doesn't say, Will you marry me? He says, Marry me. And that's how that the end issue of the
0: issue. I thought that was the end of Warren and Joke and Rid- War nope. and Jokes and.
1: There was really? the end of rooftops yeah it was the last page oh, of no. the second part of rooftops batman proposes catwoman <laughs> and then we got war jokes and riddles after that so it's like we'll get to that in a bit i that's a problem in king's run i find is he does these huge cliffhangers and then he's just like yeah. we'll get to this in an arc or two <laughs> like, yeah it's so, like the next issue so it was this huge proposal and everyone's like <gasps> but it's just like coming up next war jokes and riddles yeah uh, it's a
0: pretty perfect page though when he like proposes like it's as iconic as like the hush kiss
1: yeah like he takes his cowl off and he goes on one knee and he has uh one of the first rings that selena stole uh from bruce he kept he stole it back and kept it and then proposed to her
0: yeah so So anything you would
1: change i mean i know it's a short story but anything you would change no rooftops is actually my favorite King (laughs)
0: story oh wow okay uh think... yeah i'd probably keep it the same too i'm personally i'm not a big cat woman fan selena is one of those characters that like no matter how much i read really? her I'm kind, of, I'm kind of always just like yeah i don't know i'm not crazy about her so i've never been the biggest bad cat shipper even though i did want them to get married i'm not the biggest bad cat shipper so who do you this story, I think, plays more bad cat fans but not really for me
1: who do you prefer bruce to be with
0: I've always wanted it to be explored of him with Talia. I feel like that could be interesting, especially with Damien in the equation, but I don't think they'll ever explore that. So, I I don't know. I don't know if I really have
1: a person that I love Batman with. You're not a Wonder Woman person, though, right? No, no. Yeah, okay, same, good. (laughs) I'm not either. They should not be I mean, it was interesting
0: in the animated series, but it shouldn't be in comics.
1: It was just hinted at mostly in the animated series, too yeah
0: yeah exactly that's but, more yeah. hinted
1: today in the dceu rest in peace
0: yeah <laughs> um all right so the next story is the button which is one of the most iconic stories of rebirth it's like the prelude to doomsday clock to Crossover with the flash uh the batman issues are drawn by jason Faybach, who is the artist of great stories such as Hunter. dark side, war. <laughs> dark
1: side
0: war i knew he'd love to say it uh Jason Fabok is a god. He has some of the best art in comics, if not the best art in comics, and I can't wait to see three jokers that he's working on. Uh, But his art in the button is amazing. Uh, The panel of Eobar getting fried by Dr. Manhattan still sticks with me today. Like, man, so amazing.
1: Yeah, so this is also co-written by Josh D. Williamson, who's uh, Flash, because it's also a Flash story. Uh, It sets up Doomsday Clock, because at the end we get the announcement of Doomsday Clock. So... Yeah, I yeah, first that, went
0: in, that, those are some wild times I remember when that came out and I was like oh
1: my god Doomsday
0: Clock and now Doomsday Clock is still going
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah this came out like what four years ago three years ago oh, three years probably yeah 2016 yeah but yeah Doomsday Clock is still going this was like it doesn't necessarily set it up like you don't have to read this to understand uh, Doomsday Clock it's just like the first signs that the Watchmen characters are coming Yeah, it's a, it's
0: a prelude and a tease
1: yeah Like you don't see any Watchmen characters you see Dr. Manhattan's hand if anything but that's it it's more just like uh, hey here's the thing for Watchmen fans for Batman fans for Flash fans and Flashpoint fans because they do enter the Flashpoint universe and we see Batman meet his Flashpoint father which I think is really well written
0: oh yeah that's that's my favorite version of uh flashpoint batman outside of flashpoint because i I think so far in city of bane he's kind of just meh but in the button even though he's only in there for a few panels i'm like oh my god he's amazing so uh, yeah yeah. there's
1: like some uh some of the league of shadows come to fight them all and flashpoint batman takes out a gun and batman throws a batarang in his hand like no we don't use guns and he's like son why
0: (laughs) yeah uh but in this in this uh story he wants him to quit being Batman. Hint hint, to remember that later. And yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. It, it's not a story that I would change much of. I think it's pretty great. Uh um, no, I wouldn't
1: change it at all.
0: But yeah, uh which brings us to War of Jokes and Riddles, which is where I guess some of the King controversy started uh started
1: to Definitely started. now. So King had a good start. Yeah, no, that's a pretty solid start
0: from what we read off. Like I remember actually in, like Batman was one of the first comics I read every week. Or well, I was reading a trade back then, but it was one of my favorite trades to read, uh, and I thought it was awesome. And then uh, after War of Jokes and Riddles, is where I start in single issue, but War of Jokes and Riddles is where it starts to go downhill a bit.
1: Yep. So War of Jokes and Riddles is a flashback story. Uh, Batman. We get a series of uh, at the start of each issue. Batman is telling Catwoman the story. Um, Catwoman. He says like, if you want to marry me, before you say yes, you need to know about something I did years ago. And then you got to decide because apparently he did something awful years ago during this war, of jokes and riddles. And Catwoman's like, "I remember that war. I was there. I was barely involved, but I remember it." And Batman's like, "You weren't there." <laughs> <And> so <laughs> we get the story of um, Riddler versus Joker, and each uh, each of those villains has a ton of villains on each side. I can't even remember what they're fighting over. I think they're just fighting, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, they like
0: joker and riddler in uh king's run seem to not really like each other like they just push pi- uh, push each other's buttons they piss each other off and
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: they were warring in this one and uh yeah this is another one that's like not overly memorable um there's moments that i like and the janine art is pretty good but yeah i'm not crazy about this story
1: it has a uh, two kiteman centered stories where we get the origin and kite man which is like that's pretty good but uh i want to read about batman <laughs> <laughs> yeah agreed um the thing that people are controversial about this is a lot of it happens off panel so you get the first issue the war starts next issue it's like two months later next issue six months yeah. later so it's like okay we're not really getting the war we're just getting moments of this there's a fight between deathstroke and dead shot which king was really hyping up and it happens in a few pages and it, but even though they say it took like two weeks for them to finish the fight which is yeah. like, really? I mean, like, Deathstroke should be able to destroy Deadshot, personally.
0: <laughs> this is, like, the first arc to me that felt fillery out of all of, like... Because King is known for a bit of fillers, especially around the wedding area and around Batman 75. But, like, this is the first one where I felt like, okay, this is not really a necessary arc. Like, it felt like he was just kind of spacer.
1: Yeah, he wanted the wedding to be number 15. He's like, okay, I need, like, a big story to fill that. And by doing it, he did war jokes and riddles. Yeah. So so what would you change about this story? or Would you like? Well, let's just talk about the end real quick. What did Batman do? He tries to kill Joker. So he he actually takes a knife and he, or no, he tries to kill Riddler. He takes a knife and he like chucks it at Riddler, aiming for like the face. And Joker actually puts his hand in front of it and then goes through Joker's hand and he starts laughing yeah so that was the big thing that like batman's like i tried to kill someone you don't want to marry me anymore and calvin was like no i i do <laughs> so um this arc i feel like didn't have to be six issues i believe it was six issues
0: yeah it's too it's too long that's a that's a good start yeah
1: i feel like we could have just gotten instead of being a war maybe a night of <laughs> jokes and riddles
0: agreed it could have been like a one-off or maybe a two-off
1: yeah instead of being like it took six months for this war to happen it could have been like it took a week and yeah. <laughs> so it didn't have to be that long we didn't have to skip much being like six months later kind yeah of thing. And, and the
0: deadshot deathstroke stuff could have been cut completely
1: completely yeah a lot of villains. I that, were just there i think
0: it just pissed off deathstroke fans
1: yeah and a lot of villains had no point of being there It was just like oh hey it's mad hatter does he have a role only well, he stands in the background so <laughs> he didn't need that it could have just been joker versus riddler that's it and he could still yeah. have the ending where batman tries to kill riddler i think that's okay it was in the past it happened yeah i remember seeing he was in his hush suit and it was like oh the classic suit and now that's all we get dang <laughs> yeah um next up would be rules of engagement
0: yeah, Rules of Engagement, which is like the story where um, they like have the double date with Clark and Lois, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, that comes near the end. This is actually uh, Batman and Catwoman just doing things together. So one of them they could be is Italia, for example. Mm-hmm. Remember that? With uh, Dick and Damien as well?
0: Yeah, vaguely,
1: but yeah. Yeah, it's mostly just Batman and Catwoman doing things. I like this arc.
0: Yeah, I'm again. Like, I'm not a big Catwoman fan, so it's kind of just ant eh, to me. But yeah, it, it's all right. I like the Clark and Lois stuff.
1: Yeah, I feel like some things bother me, like Catwoman being Talia in a sword fight. That was like okay. Yeah, wow. that, that pissed off a lot of fans. That's dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. But like, Dick has some uh, moments with uh, Damian, even Damien to Batman. We don't get Damien and Batman often, and there's a scene where um, Damien t- asked Batman, like like Father, are you happy?" batman just kind of like hesitates and he says and he grins and says i'm getting there so i thought that's like such a touching moment mm-hmm. and i, and I miss that kind of batman where he's still like girl i'm batman but he's trying to be happy and i remember loving kings mm-hmm. running for that where batman's on a quest to be happy boy were you went for a shock <laughs> yeah and then uh the next arc happened <laughs>
0: So, uh, yeah. So there's not much I would change there because I I feel like there's not much to change. I I think it's solid for what it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the next is Everybody Loves Ivy, which needs a lot changed. So uh, Everybody Loves Ivy was a story where uh, Poison Ivy took over everyone in the world except for Batman and Catwoman.
1: Uh, She tried to take over them, but Batman had a dose that could uh, save them.
0: Yeah, and he, like, would use little tricks and stuff to, like, get her away. Like, whistle really loudly into her ear. and
1: Yeah, it's basically she controls the entire world. It's like if you've ever had a vegetable before or something. Or if you've yeah. ever drank water, then you could be under her control. Which so is like, that's world, not yeah. how it works. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, this is one that I think is way too overpowered. Um, for example catwoman takes down all three flashes flash flash and kid flash and with the kick 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 and it's kind of just like huh What,
1: what what's that yeah <laughs> so, ivy um, sends the three speedsters to bruce and batman and she just kicks them and it's not even to the head like it's to the chest yeah
0: um so if i were to change the story i'd have ivy take over all of gotham but i think I over the that. whole world is a little much um, I felt like this one could have been way more self-contained. And I think it could have been interesting to see her take over Batman villains and let them cause havoc. And Batman account would have to stop that. And uh, through, like, little, like, knocking people out of it, like, for example, he's able to save Jim Gordon. Or he's able to save, like, little allies you know, here and he's able to save Nightwing or Robin. And over that, he's able to build an empire that beats Ivy. I, I think that could have been more interesting to keep it more Gotham-centered.
1: Yeah, I think King just wanted batman to be against the league because superman punches batman in the face in this like hard and batman almost dies and then yeah. they have like uh yeah that
0: was stupid too though he had like face surgery or something
1: it's just like okay why there's no point to that punch it's like oh i remember teasing like batman's gonna get a huge injury here it's like yeah okay a big injury that lasts a few pages <laughs> and he's like okay yeah. I'm, I'm good <laughs> i'm back to normal i'm good <laughs> yeah
0: yeah this was not a good arc I, I think if it's a little more self-contained in gotham it could have been better but
1: i feel like yeah either self-contained or gotham or just do a different story you still wasn't as the villain have her like take over a building or something Mm -hmm. just do a different poison ivy story i think the whole taking over mines i think was just a new
0: power out of Ivy. maybe maybe like taking over the wayne tech building or taking over the gcpd building and that starts influencing all of gotham
1: gcpd would be good yeah definitely
0: i'd like to see how that influences the rest of gotham maybe i don't know like ivy can be interesting if done right but often not done right especially in this story
1: yeah and i think it was mostly setting up her how she's going to be in heroes in crisis Yeah. Which is like, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, But the next story that this sets up is The Gift. Um, The Gift is not good. (laughs) Uh, So this is um, Batman and Catwoman are getting married, and Booster Gold decides he's going to get a little present for Batman, which is a gift. A gift of a future where – or sorry, a reality where his parents didn't die. So uh, through some Booster Gold time-traveling magic, uh, he – batman's parents are alive but this starts a whole bat point if you will um (laughs) this is something that could have been very interesting but a booster like just had an arc in action comics like not even a few months before that that was all about like hey you can't be doing this anymore booster you got to be more responsible and booster was like yeah i do and then in this story he's just like well forgot all about (laughs) forgot all about that
1: I mean, I think the excuse is, oh, Booster Gold's a time... Well, this isn't even Tom King's excuse. This is just a theory to make us try to like the arc better. Booster Gold's a time traveler. Maybe this is when he was first starting. I don't know. I just...
0: After the action story, I couldn't wrap my mind around this because I was like, Booster literally just learned. (laughs) Yeah. But... But anyway, um, Booster—it's a whole bad point. Like Tim Drake, or sorry, Jason Todd is like a tire salesman or something like that, or Tim Drake's tire salesman One of them is a tire salesman. And, Jason, yeah, yeah, and uh, like all the backyards are in different parts of their lives. Like Catwoman is like literally like a cat woman. Like all she says is meow and like licks herself, which was really weird. Dick Grayson's um,
1: Batman, Bruce Wayne's yeah. Dick is
0: Batman, but Dick Grayson is like extremely brutal as Batman and. Um, he locks away Booster who grows like this giant beard and gets all thin I don't know this, this story just it, it felt like it needed more room to run around but at the same time it's just like it wasn't that in- like the bad point's interesting but what the story itself wasn't interesting so I, I think the world building was good but the story itself didn't really deliver
1: yeah I feel like maybe have I'm trying to think of it, like maybe a different selfish character do the gift instead of Booster Gold that could time travel mm-hmm i can't think of who though maybe like a speedster accident like maybe kid flash accidentally does this not trying to like save batman maybe he just like accidentally time travels to that time and sees the Waynes are about to get shot and saves them they mm-hmm. didn't mean to yeah cause no them.
0: that that could have been a little more interesting uh just because the booster arc that like pissed me off but yeah um the bad point is interesting like jason todd and like i felt like he could have fleshed out like what the robins are doing in this life and how everyone's mm-hmm. life is different without batman but at the same time it's just like he knew he was on only had a few issues so a lot of things felt rushed so i guess take a few issues from everybody loves ivy or take a few issues from one of the previous arcs and kind of flesh them into here
1: yeah because how, how long is this like three issues I mean, yeah
0: i thought this was only like three, i think it's like 47 48 49
1: yeah and it's not that interesting either like i, I was yeah. just the fact that it's like another timeline the wedding's still happening because we there's the ads everywhere so it's like okay we all know this is going to get resolved so it's just like another like oh we're just setting up heroes in crisis in uh the best-selling book batman (laughs) so it just felt like wasted
0: yeah i don't know this story could have been good because the bad point is interesting but the rest eh. Um, and that brings us right to the wedding, or the wedding preludes and the wedding. So first of all, the biggest piss off is that the wedding preludes didn't actually connect to the wedding. So I wasted my time and money on five preludes about the robins, and for some reason Tim didn't get one, but Harley Quinn got one. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, but anyway, ba- um, what they are,
1: they're basically like coming up to the Batman Catwoman wedding. There's the preludes which are one-off stories of like, oh, how's Dick Grayson getting ready for the wedding? How's Jason Todd handling with the wedding? And it's nice little stories. But they didn't tie into the actual wedding because in the yeah. Dick Grayson one, um, Superman ends up being they reveal that Superman will be Batman's best man, and Dick Grayson respects that. He was like Bruce struggled with the idea like should I have Dick Grayson be my best man or Clark Kent? He pick Clark Kent, and that's in the Dick Grayson one or the Nightwing one shot, which I think is good. Like they the Nightwing a, one is my favorite one with Hush. Yeah, and Hush is in it as well. It's and it's fantastic art too.
0: With with Hosh uh being like basically a nightwing villain, which I said if they want to do that in the future I'd be very interested in that. I don't know if they could do it, but I'd be interested.
1: I alone that, yeah. It worked very well. But like yeah. when the actual wedding comes around, Alfred is best man. So it wasn't even Superman or
0: Yeah, that was really weird. Nightwing. And and uh like the Red Hood one is meh. He like watches over Selena's bachelor party and a bachelorette party and faces off against Anarchy. The Robin one is kind of eh, as well. It's Robin versus Rajah Ghoul, and Robin kind of just like he's come to terms with Selena, which is some nice moments, but again, it's kind of eh. And uh, the Harley one is Harley versus Joker, which was just stupid.
1: It's just like, why um, did this need to happen? Yeah,
0: there's a back girl one from Oh, Back Girl versus Riddler. That one was an interesting that matchup, was right? The, yeah, the issue was okay. Um, but yeah, so the wedding preludes would have been better if they connected to the wedding but they didn't. So the wedding itself, first of all, my biggest complaint is... Well, let me... Them well, first prelude. off,
1: there's another um, wedding prelude. There's the main one with the church and Joker and Catwoman. Oh, right. Batman number 49, right? That was... Uh, yeah. It,
0: I I don't like that issue.
1: Yeah, okay. Time to rant. <laughs> <laughs> there is an arc just before the wedding. It is Catwoman, Batman, versus Joker in a church at night. It's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, Joker reveals that um, he he's really upset that he wasn't invited to the wedding. Blah, blah blah. Classic Joker stuff. And then a bomb goes off and injures Batman. Like he gets knocked out. And uh, Selina breaks some ribs, but she's alive. While she's doing that, she's able to slice uh, Joker's throat, and he starts to bleed out. They both fall to the ground. Joker needs to hold his throat. If he takes pressure off, he's gonna die. And Selina is crushed by these broken ribs. She can barely speak. If she moves, she's likely gonna die. They have a nice conversation and then the issue ends and i guess they're totally fine <laughs> yeah because was... we don't get like uh, yeah, result. Like J- joker and selena like bond
0: it's like hey we've both been around forever we're both big batman uh characters haha and it's kind of just like okay like i don't really need them to have a connection but okay you- you're gonna do this anyway like joker didn't feel like joker in that issue
1: yeah he felt like there's some old high school friend <laughs> Yeah. just like oh how's yes. it going but the the thing that bothers me is that they're both like about to die and then the issue ends and we find out oh yeah I guess Joker just kind of walked it off like I know he was about to die dub King explained like if I move I'm going to die see you Wednesday and like gets up and walks away or something off panel Selena broken yeah. ribs and everything wedding's going to be just around the corner wedding comes and she's completely fine as if she never broke some ribs she's parkouring all over again <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was that was whack. Uh, and then that leads to the actual wedding itself, which is basically um, a poem about Selena's eyes, which I actually recently reread. I reread maybe two weeks ago.
1: Oh, really? So I want okay. to see.
0: I want okay. to see if it got better with time. And I, I still have the open wound of, "Damn you, Batman!" Fifty. Um, it's not a bad, badly written issue. It's just I don't care about Selena's eyes. Let me get some wedding <laughs> action. So the whole, it's like a poem of Selena's eyes, which is written well, but it's, at the same time, it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, let's go. And at the end of the issue, Selina goes her separate ways. And they, they tricked you into buying Catwoman number one, which I still own. Where I they're like too. Catwoman, they're like, Catwoman number one ties into Batman 50. So I was like, oh great, now I gotta buy it. So I buy it and it has nothing to do with Batman 50. I'm like, you sons of... Well, it kind of does, but not well, really. The, 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 cover, the cover of Catwoman number one is Catwoman holding Batman 50 issue like, what do I do? Do I stay with him or do I leave? I'm like, ah, oh, God.
1: <laughs> they tricked yeah, us. So. We have been
0: bamboozled, mm-hmm. run amok, led astray. Because the wedding
1: itself freaked. doesn't happen. Selina ends up leaving Batman because she's convinced that, like, oh, if I marry Bruce Wayne, then Bruce Wayne's going to be a happy guy, and you can't have a happy Batman, right? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure was, you
0: can. That was, like, well, that was like the beginning of King's Run was a happy Batman. It was great.
1: Yeah, and Bruce Wayne like, Bruce Wayne is definitely more Batman than Bruce Wayne. So we he kind of puts on an act when he's persuading like oh i'm a, am a playboy i'm uh i like to get drunk and stuff but he he's really like depressed inside and he's mean his whole thing is like he can act so he can act mean in front of criminals he doesn't have to be like taking a criminal throwing off a building being like sorry i didn't mean to do that i'm just so happy right now like no you can still be <laughs> yeah. batman you can still have an angry batman
0: Yeah, the logic was definitely flawed. But uh, that leads into the post-50 era, which is dark, dark, and grim. Uh, So this is about a broken, sad Batman broken by Selina. So the first arc is Cold Days, uh, which is the Mr. Freeze one, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. This one... Is okay, but at the same time, it, I felt like it went on I too long. Uh, so first off, they start with Dick Grayson is going to be Batman for this one, while Bat, while Bruce is on jury duty. So I was like, oh great, Dick is Batman. We get Dick as Batman for one panel, like one, literally one panel with Gordon. That's it. Yeah. Like, Why did you even bother making him Batman? Like there was no point. But anyway, um, he defends Mister Freeze in a case against Batman, and it's pretty well written, but. I guess because I was just sour from the wedding. I was like, no, bad, Tom King, bad. But it's like, looking, looking back, it's pretty well written, even though it's like a non-Batman story. It's It's a bruce story. Yeah. But it, I it think play, it's pretty good. It plays good. off like famous Jerry movies, which is nice. Like, um, I don't even remember the name of that famous Jerry movie. Um, I can't even think. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty good arc.
1: It's a good arc. Basically, Batman is so upset because of the wedding that he... He's fighting Mr. Freeze over some murders that Mr. Freeze actually didn't do and as Batman Bruce is convinced that Mr. Freeze did this he's really upset because of the wedding so he beats Mr. Freeze hard screaming like you did do it you did do it then jury duty happens and Bruce Wayne happens to be there and he's like oh crap I made a mistake maybe you didn't do it so the entire time he's trying to convince everyone that Mr. Freeze actually might not be guilty so it's interesting i yeah. think it's well written I, yeah. I would not change that arc
0: the only thing i changed is just don't put dick grayson as batman like i know that they were setting up the whole kgb arc but like why there was no point of him being he could have just done nightwing for that like there was no significance of him being batman like but i felt like they did it to sell comics because i remember the solicitations like dick grayson returns as batman and then it's like one panel
1: so yeah that's a good point actually
0: changed like there was no point of that
1: but anyway um, i'd still have like have solid. dick grayson protect gotham but just as nightwing Life. but but
0: the, but this is what I'll say I, I, I enjoyed the arc but I think it would have fit better somewhere else I don't think it fits post wedding because it has nothing to do really not not much to do with the wedding I, I felt like if it was placed somewhere else I think it would have been universally enjoyed but if you put it pre 50 I think okay. put that in the place of everybody loves Ivy I mean obviously you'd have to change the reason of why Bruce is so has so much grief but
1: maybe just don't have him have grief just have him he's on jury yeah. duty uh, have him, instead of beating Mr. Freeze, have him not be in the situation where Mr. Freeze even got here. Mr. Freeze was just caught by yeah. Gotham. You just got to defend Mr.
0: Freeze. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, it could have been like Dirty
0: Cops got freeze because they know he's a criminal overall, and that's why they wanted to take him in. And exactly. Yeah, okay. That, that could have been better because that was just too sour post-50. Uh, exactly. But Anyway, after the Freeze arc is when we have the whole KGB and Nightwing <laughs> um I think it was two issues or three issues, so I have a lot of problems with this. I think um, it was
1: four even?
0: Night- Nightwing gets shot in the head by KGB, which brings on the Rick Grayson era, which is like, uh, God, and I hate the way Tom King writes Nightwing because he makes him make a joke every panel.
1: Yeah, like Nightwing which, can't take anything seriously here. Seriously here, Get shot in the head, loses memories. Napkin Man. Yeah. Was <laughs> this like, was uh, a year ago, uh, like a year and a month ago and Nightwing is still not recovered from it. Dick Grayson, sorry, is still not recover from it. We thought it would be like, oh, he's going to be like no memories for like maybe six issues. because that's what happened to Aquaman. He had no memories and got him back in six issues. But for Nightwing, it's a lot slower. And three writers have been on it, and it seems like none of them wanted to bring him back to Nightwing. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) anyway,
0: um, I don't like that. You know the whole Rick race and stuff. I don't like that Batman breaks KGB's net, uh, neck and or KGB is that his name? No. Yeah. KGBs. Yeah, no, there we go. We go. Yeah. Uh KGBs. He breaks his neck and leaves him in the snow. Um, I think you had referenced something where he broke Joker's neck or something like that, but still brought him back to Gotham. That was like from the New Fifty Two.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You would be when because we, we reviewed this on the
0: podcast, but you had brought that up and it was just like yeah. It felt very out of character for Bruce. Like I get that he was upset about the wedding and now upset about Nightwing, but it was just like him breaking KGB's neck and leaving him in the snow just seemed weird. It felt forced to. Yeah, too.
1: and KGB's was even like, you don't kill Batman. And he kinda of pulls off a of Batman begins like, I don't have to save you. So it's like, Come on, Batman, you, you save people. You even yeah. villains, you will make sure they're safe. As long as like they could suffer. They could go to prison for life. But they shouldn't die, and this was like Batman technically didn't kill him, but leaving him in the snow miles away from any population with a broken neck—that's like that's messed up. I know Tom King was going for like a dark thing. I think instead of having him like break his arms would have been better, where he could still at least walk, but can't
0: really operate. Yeah, with a yeah broken they could have done brutal Batman a little better, like where it's some kind of injury to KGB without leaving him in the snow. Like, I thought leaving him in the snow, like, even if he were to break his neck, which I thought was a little flawed anyway, leaving him in the snow is just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> so that's
1: yeah, like not, too... With the whole Rick
0: Grayson stuff coming, like, I remember there were rumors that he was going to take uh, Dick's arm off or something like that, and we, we knew something bad was going to happen in this issue, and
1: it happened. Oh, yeah, the so arm uh, thing. I, I forgot about that. I think it would have preferred yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I mean...
1: I would uh, either way. Either way, Dick was gonna have some tough roads ahead. But yeah. Okay. Um, say we're writing this. DC's just like you need to injure Dick Grayson here. Although I'm sure that was King's idea. I mean, if you take the arm off, I think you could do some interesting stories about having a prosthetic arm. But exactly.
0: Like uh, maybe he could have even like Batgirl could have helped him build a prosthetic arm because of her smarts as Barbara, and yeah, maybe an she could have helped him. Yeah, and maybe could have helped him adapt to this. Like that's actually an interesting idea a superhero with a prosthetic like arm or leg or something like that like i feel like that has untapped potential so yeah i
1: mean yeah, i've actually, actually thought cool. about that the only character i can think about that kind of has that kind of style is cyborg but that's like his whole yeah. body really yeah hmm. even robot man hunter maybe? hunter i got an idea for our comic we got a hero with a prosthetic arm slash leg i've already thought about that actually i've Kind of, I can't think of a name for him, but I thought of, like, a character with prosthetic <laughs> legs. But I'll get to that on, like, a pitch episode or something.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah,
1: anyway. But yeah, uh, have Nightwing and- have, like, an arm shot where they had to remove it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been done
0: better. Uh, which leads into Nightmares, which is... <laughs> Here we go. Um...
1: First off, it's way too long. It's like eight or nine issues. It's well, it leads to (laughs) definitely leads to a Penguin arc before, which is super forgettable. Nothing, not much happens, but it ends with a Flashpoint Batman appearing behind Bruce, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. You think you're you're gonna get right to that, and then you get like eight issues of nightmares,
0: which (laughs) are one of them was like a no dialogue issue, which was just kind of
1: like, huh. So Um, what nightmares is? It's basically. It's like old oh, Batman stuck in like nightmares, but it's not even that. It's just well, it is that I guess. <laughs> that just sounds yeah. better than what it is. It is eight Batman issues. That's like what four months, maybe. Yeah. Months? yeah four, four around months. like three months or something. Of you long. pick up the latest Batman issue, of just a dream. Nothing happens. Nothing to move the plot forward. Nothing canon. Just Batman having a bad dream or a good dream. And it's like none of this makes sense. Like yeah, like you said, one of them has no dialogue. One of them, uh, Batman can't hear with Professor Pig. Or yeah, you he can hear and ends up being Damien. One of them is literally just Lois Lane and Catwoman in the Fortress of Solitude. I hate that issue. <laughs> that that's the worst one, I think. Um, it's like no so, Batman so, at all. Well, there's Batman a little bit, but
0: To me the only thing I would keep out of Nightmares is uh I would have kept the issue where Constantine is like Observing him having a happy life with Selena, where she does marry him after fifty, and then she eventually dies. Like, no matter what, she dies. I thought that issue was interesting, and I thought um, the only the back half of the one with Lois and Selena, where Clark wakes him up out of the dream, and he or realizes he's dreaming. He's like, "When are you gonna wake up?" And I thought that was very well done. But other than that, I'd cut the rest of it. This could have been like a four story arc and or two, four issue arc rather. Two issue i do forward to give it some weight. I'd add another Nightmare where it's about Nightwing since that was pretty fresh. And like, what if Batman took the bullet instead? Or what if Gordon took the bullet? Like an alternative to that. Okay. And maybe if Bruce takes the bullet and he's, let's say, paralyzed from the neck down and now Dick Grayson has to take on his legacy and that's like his dream. He's stuck and okay. he doesn't like being still. So maybe something like that. And I don't know what I'd do with the extra one. Maybe something with... I, like i'd like to connect it back to a previous arc so um maybe, with maybe bane. It could have even, yeah maybe something with bane or maybe something with hmm, i
1: don't i don't know where i go with that one maybe I, mr freeze i don't know Mister Freeze would be good that. something
0: that was fresh in the minds of the readers so
1: yeah the thing is though with nightmares it's just like kind of boring stories you kind of just want to get back to the plot with a uh, flashpoint batman his father returning but we don't really yeah. get that yet so yeah, it's a lot of boring stories
0: dream sequences are kind of tough because you don't want to spend too long on it where readers get bored but you also want to try to give it some depth so it's a tough balance which King was not able to achieve so not a good story probably his bottom five story uh, that one like everyone loves Ivy and the gift are like my least favorite ones
1: yeah and like you said there are some really interesting parts when Batman starts to realize he's dreaming because a lot of times it's just like oh i'm batman i'm a here to stop the joker i'm here to stop professor pig and it's just like okay yeah. batman this isn't real but when clark's like the clark and bruce are playing chess and clark just says they're just having a regular conversation about selena and then clark says bruce you need to wake up and he's like what what i thought that part was good
0: and then yeah, the no, last page really shows cool. up
1: batman all tied up uh with the machines on him, make sure he doesn't wake up so that was yeah. good like, I, I always think of the
0: uh, episode of the animated series, Perchance uh, to Dream. Do you remember that one?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If it could have been something like that, where it's like different realities, and, and like, I, I think you could have ended each issue with him realizing he's dreaming, and then he ends up back in another dream, and back in another dream. And like, I can't, I, I'm thinking of like a movie plot kind of like that, where like they have to keep waking themselves up and keep they keep realizing quicker and quicker. So you could have done that across four or five issues, and I think it could have been interesting.
1: Yeah, that would have been good.
0: But, yeah, but it ended um, up being so,
1: so long. Yes, so Batman long. Finally, so, drawn wak-
0: out, so boring. The, the silent issue, like I wasted my money on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and when Batman finally wakes up, he uh, he punches some guys, realizes he's a, in the bottom of Arkham Asylum, then says, "I'm tired. I'm gonna go home to go back to sleep."
0: Yeah, so that was weird. It's, it's like, I don't know. <sighs> um, and then. <laughs> Now I guess technically the one we're on is City of Bane, which isn't over, so we can't really critique it yet. But yeah, so that's basically Tom King's Batman run and obviously we have some complaints put in some things that we change up. Um you can let us know if you find that interesting. Uh it started, if you find some of our plot points that interesting. Or if you have any ideas, you know, feel free to It
1: definitely uh, went downhill after the wedding. Like it had a good start. There's some things I, that I think, even skips.
0: I, I think post like everyone loves everybody loves Ivy's where it really went downhill.
1: Yeah definitely I'd even say war jokes and riddles start to go down a little bit Some people yeah. love this whole arc Some people love Nightmare's arc Some people admit that it's King's weakest I'd say it's his weakest yeah. for sure Because like, King's it's a great definitely. writer Like uh, Visions is fantastic Mr. Miracle is amazing So he, he knows how to write It's just His idea for Batman is just kind of Boring at times And just like okay let's just get on with it It's slow mm and the city of bane just started we're only two issues in and i think it's got good moments so far and i hope we don't get skipped through a lot of it like we did with jokes and riddles like even some things that i'd like to see that might not even happen like look at what's it called um when batman just woke up from nightmares we never got to see a reunion with alfred or anything
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which i would have liked because he was asleep for like what months
0: yeah i
1: mean it felt i mean
0: i don't know if it was actual time or if it was just like a few days but it felt like he was gone for a long time maybe that's just because it was months in our time exactly yeah but yeah i don't know the, tom king's batman run definitely got off to a good start it went downhill quick and i just don't <laughs> think it's gonna get back to where it was even back cat like i hope it's decent but i'm not overly interested in uh reading it so i don't know i'm ready for the next bat writer to take his ver- version of the bat and
1: see where it goes me too city of bane it's about bane taking over gotham officially um issue i'm, I'm just i'm just
0: nervous because it's like another one of those like nightmare lo- uh, length arcs like it's eight or nine issues so
1: yeah i'm nervous about that too i mean issue 76 came out this week i guess we'll re- recap it and kind of review what we think of bane's run or bane's run to king's run now uh, yeah, I mean,
0: this issue, uh, not overly that much, I mean, uh, so it starts with Gotham Girl facing off against Captain Adam, and, uh, she kind of kicks Captain Adam's ass, and I think our very own comic had a problem with that. Yeah, wh- why do you think I had a problem with that? <laughs> um, probably because she, like, absolutely destroyed
1: Captain Adam. Yeah, I mean, you- I know
0: she's powerful, but, like, she didn't even show any signs of weakening, which isn't she supposed to with her
1: powers. Captain Madam, keep in mind, like, Watchmen's Dr. Manhattan was inspired by Captain Madam. Captain Madam took out Manhattan for a bit in Doomsday Clock issue 9. He blew yeah. up, uh, like, he made a crater in Mars and basically killed Captain Ma- or do du- that name's Dr. Manhattan for, like, a few <laughs> seconds, obviously. But still, he actually yeah. made a scratch on him, which inspired the rest of the Justice League, especially Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can actually hurt this guy but yeah now gotham girl just beats him up and puts him in hospital it's like what that doesn't yeah. make sense but i guess you know king's original character it's part of the story uh we learned that the government due to lex Luthor, which we learned last issue lex Luthor made a sole deal with the government and all that it kind of reminds kind of of me of nightfall like the government stays out or i'm not sorry not nightfall uh, Dark no Night man's no, no, oh, no Man's Land? where no man's the government land. yeah.
0: Stays, yeah, the government stays out. Gotham is its own thing. Like, Reminds no, me Dark Knight help.
1: Rises as well for, for those movie uh-huh. people. Um, basically, government stays out. If anyone enters Gotham City, it, it is now illegal to enter, basically. It's illegal and to you leave. Be, if uh, you know.
0: vigilante there, including... Like, that goes against the Robins, so Alfred told him, do not be in Gotham.
1: Yeah, you can't go to Gotham without getting killed, basically. Gotham Girl she she has like superman level powers as we've said before she's watching the city and she's making sure no one enters captain adam ended up entering and got beat up and sent to the hospital and since he was beat up and sent to the hospital the government found out he went there and captain adam is now might be going to jail because of that it's like hey you knew it was illegal to enter gotham and you did so yeah
0: and then uh just to quickly get the rest uh uh, Kite Man and Scarecrow are together and Kite Man admits that he's scared of Batman which then he gets hit with a Batarang but not Bruce's. It's Thomas's and Thomas kicks a ass of so both of them. Kind of off-panel though. Uh, and then Damien and Tim meet up and uh basically the biggest uh, thing from that is Tim refers to Bruce as he, he says uh since he took our city and broke our father so Tim referring to Bruce as a father. Not totally out of the realm because you know 90s and 2000s comics but felt a little off because if we're going continuity wise I mean his dad probably only died a few years ago so it would be weird for him to go right to Bruce's father but yeah, I like, kind of get it but it felt forced.
1: Dick Grayson doesn't even call Bruce father so it's yeah. kind of weird. Although I heard um, that he called him father in this before I read it and I thought that Tim would actually tell Bruce like hey father kind of thing. is like ooh. <laughs> but yeah. The fact that he's saying he's talking to Damien saying our father I think that's not as bad
0: yeah i don't know i I mean i could have done without it but it's not awful it's not the worst thing king's written
1: tim and damian kind of hate each other that's for every writer so but they don't interact often so i like that we're at least getting them interacting and this is they're both robins at this point so that's it that's cool
0: yeah it's like the two Uh, robins together and then the issue ends with uh bruce is like passed out on a couch and selena comes to him and um yeah, she wants Bruce to wake up, and she makes a promise that she won't do, you know, anything bad again. She won't steal again if he wakes up. And then uh, it ends with a cool page of uh, Flashpoint Batman and his Robin, which is Gotham Girl uh, above the city.
1: Just looking pretty around, much,
0: yeah, just looking over, and uh, they say that they've won. So, yeah, um, not a bad issue. City of Bane is shaping up pretty interestingly so far. No actually, filler yet, yeah. which is nice.
1: Yeah, this issue actually had progress. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm wanting more Batcat. And I want more Damien and Tim working together, too.
0: Yeah, uh, my first comic that I ever read was Batman and Son by Grant Morrison. And that's the one where uh, Tim is Robin and Damien wants the title of Robin. So he beats the ever-living crap out of Tim. (laughs) and as you know a 10 year old i'm like what the hell just happened i thought there was only one robin why are they mean to each other but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like obviously they've had beef since the very beginning so it's it's interesting to see their dynamic
1: it is yeah i enjoy
0: it yeah um so i guess for the rest of the issues we'll kind of just give our uh, pick of the week and cover of the week and We won't go in-depth on anything. We'll just kind of say things we liked from certain issues, and we could totally skip Green Lantern because it sucks. We'll mention Um, it. My my pick of the week this week is House of X number two, or House of Ten number two, depending on how you view it. Uh, This issue was brilliantly written. Uh, Hickman is doing a great job so far, and I can't wait to read the rest of it. And uh, my cover of the week is probably Justice League 29. Um, Francis can Never go wrong with uh, Francis Menopole arc but yeah, it's pretty cool. A bunch of stars on the league. So.
1: I would say my cover of the week will be daredevil. Number nine shows. It's a good cover too. Yeah. yeah. It's daredevil in the black suit. He's kind of like, it's kind of reminiscent of billion. Alex Maleev. Yeah, exactly. He's leaning over a building and it's raining and it just looks incredible. My cover, yeah. or I mean my book of the week, my favorite title of the week is Sinestro. You're the villain. One shot. I thought was mm-hmm. really well done. Like, It's been a while since we had a good Lantern book. And this was a really good Lantern book. And even, it reminded me of Sinestro had a New 52 series. It was about 25 issues. That's really good and super underrated. If you like Sinestro, read his New 52 series. It's all about Sinestro and Black Adam. And this kind of reminded me of that. Having Sinestro as as a main character was nice. So, yeah. what
0: what's funny enough is uh i didn't read hunter's pick of the week because i actually didn't realize it was out and hunter didn't read my pick of the week because he didn't realize it was out so <laughs> i will read it i will read and i time. will read the sinister one once we get off the podcast but anyway um just little things that i want to touch on here and there um just League 29 was really interesting to see how like i'm just so hyped for the uh war of justice and doom we kind of got little teases of it here through Starro, which i thought was nice and some great jarro moments um Of course, of course. Green Lantern? Nope, not touching that one. That was terrible. Well, Um, just
1: real quick with Justice League. This is issue 29, and I think the war of Justice and Doom um, is 10 issues. Because it leads into 50. So that's next... uh, Yeah, because it says at the end of the issue, it's like, next time on Justice League, the Justice slash Doom war begins. So I think it's a 10-issue story, which last tennis shoe justice league story was dark side war so <laughs> <laughs>
0: second time's been brought up this episode
1: yeah i think yep <laughs> always i think george james is on dark Art. side war it's great yeah, yeah no, it's mean,
0: this, this gonna be a great story i'm so excited i think this has potential to be the next dark side war level uh story
1: could be yeah and it begins next week or no two weeks from now i guess
0: yeah, um, Green Lantern. I'm dropping the book. That's all I have to say about it. I, <laughs> Grant Morrison's too weird for me. I, I I know he's written weird stories. I've written. I read his Batman. I've read his JLA. I've read this
1: his JLA and Batman aren't that weird They'll convert to this. His, Bat,
0: his Batman's a little trippy. Like Batman six sixty six. I have no idea what's going on to this day. But um, this is like extra trippy. Like I don't know what he's doing with this book. Um, I. It hurts me not to enjoy a Green Lantern book. I love Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, um, the art even like Liam Sharp. He's a great artist and he draws good moments. But this, look at the second page. Like, what is going on? <laughs> For some reason, Grant Morrison decided to have a hippie Lantern as a main character, who uh, and a Batman Lantern who's cool. And the Batman Lantern says like, "I don't agree to read to weed." It's like, oh my god, that's crazy. Although,
0: although, I did the only thing I did like from this issue was he called the Bat Lantern called his Alfred Penny too. Which is like a little Scott Snyder reference. I was like, oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, I like that too, but But yeah, um But then the whole book happens poor. like this is like this um, looks like it'd be amazing if it came out in the sixties. I, I don't know. This
0: story's just so weird. Uh anyway, Daredevil number nine. Um I think they're handling the whole Matt Murdoch, not Daredevil, really well. Uh Matt basically questions his Catholic fate, which is a big part of his character, and it's interesting to see him debate himself in a way and uh yeah i'll be posting
1: a discussion at the start of this issue it's an entire discussion matt murdoch versus the smartest marvel character alive mr fantastic and matt just says does god exist
0: yeah i'm coming to love reed richards um especially with that beard i think that's a great look for him but i'm coming to love him in the appearances he makes so
1: he's one of my favorite Uh, marvel characters at this point
0: yeah, I'm coming to really like him, and um, I think the st- uh, love interest between Matt and the uh, the lady who owns the bookstore, I didn't dig it at first, but now I'm starting to like it more and more, and I think it has potential to go places. So, Chip Zarsky, keep doing what you're doing, because you are writing a great Daredevil, and I'm glad just finally reading it. And, yeah, uh, I'm caught up. <laughs> and uh, finally, I'll just quickly go over House of X. Um, this is a story where they basically do time jumps through uh, the character... Um, M- Mora, I guess her name is M O I R A. Uh, she's like a pretty big X Men character, if I'm not mistaken. But um, they go through like she, her power is uh, regen, uh, like regenerating through lives, and each each story is a part of her life. So uh, life number one, life number two, life number three, and it's her attempt to get closer and closer to Charles. And um, she has different lives where sometimes she is a good guy, sometimes she's not such a good guy. Sometimes she teams up with Magneto. Sometimes she tags uh, teams up with Apocalypse. It's brilliantly written and uh we finally get an explanation to the quote unquote most important panel in X-Men history and uh yeah i'm 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 ready to go <laughs> i love this series so far and i'm so excited for Hickman so i'm excited to read it but we got like another we got like another tease of of the most important panel so that's yeah. what i should say last panel. Okay. but yeah uh, and if you quick, just quickly want to tell us about years zone
1: yeah it's basically um like Susie so tells sinistro that there's this race that could be a threat to earth uh, they're new. There's these robots with a uh, basically micro people living inside them. People so tiny uh, you can't see them, and because they're so tiny, they move faster than anyone. So their lifespan is about two seconds long. That's how, I'm, but they have like a full life. Like they grow up, they have, they marry, they have kids and everything. But it's only a second for us. So Sinestro basically shrinks down to that size using constructs and become <laughs> kind of becomes their god (laughs) it's kind of like a weird story to explain but it's really well written and interesting and just seeing like the uh the selfish hero side of sinestro he's still like doing bad things because he's a villain but a hero in his mind and a hero to some people's minds but yeah it's just i don't want to give too much away for you but it's just it's a good story i highly recommend it and it's one of the first it's the first one shot of Sinestro as an ultraviolet lantern. And they really go over the difference between being a yellow lantern or green lantern and an ultraviolet lantern and what's better. So ultraviolet can definitely do more than a regular lantern ring can. And they go over that in this issue.
0: Awesome. Yeah. But, I'm going yeah. to read it. Soon. Yeah. Uh, it could do uh, more, but like not further.
1: to the point where it's like overpowered. It's still like balanced. It's
0: cool. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah cool um so that's pretty much the episode because we went over uh we ran pretty long with the king thing but if you like that please let us know uh and maybe we'll do another one i'd
1: love to do one with scott snyder's batman just praising it (laughs) and uh, venditti's green lantern
0: yeah um so, yeah. Um, and anyway, if you liked this episode, maybe give us a rating on iTunes because we are officially a ranked podcast. I mean, we're ranked like 800 something. But we're hey, ranked. Hey, over like so, five yeah,
1: that's cool. <laughs> million. There's probably like five gajillion podcasts on there. So that's pretty good, right? <laughs> there,
0: there's a lot of podcasts. We're ranked. And that's what counts. So I don't care what number we're at. But if you want to help us reviewing. rise in the ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your... For people who already have reviewed, and if you want to help us by moving up the rankings, then review us, and maybe this podcast could become yeah. Much like
1: if you're on iTunes, give us a rating. Uh, I'm sorry, we can't pronounce Kevin Feige's name right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of the, uh, we have all five star ratings except for one. Somebody gave us a two
0: star rating, and they got mad that we didn't know how to pronounce Kevin Feige's last name, the dude of Marvel, the president of Marvel, I guess, uh, the MCU. So yeah, we're sorry, sorry. about that person listening, but. <laughs> <laughs> um we appreciate a five star review if you think we are in the five stars and i hope that we did earn your five stars but anyway um for a hero story i'm jd
1: i'm hunter and thanks for being a hero and remember every second is a gift
0: goodbye bye